Hey guys, this is Aaron on Practical EMS Podcast. I have been in emergency medicine for 15 years. I was an EMT, paramedic, and now I've been in the ER as a PA for the last four years, and it's given me a unique perspective. Um, this show is going to be really brief, but it's geared towards brand new EMTs that are struggling to run new calls. The main thing I want to give you is a framework. If you're finding yourself as a brand new EMT struggling to lead a call, if you're freezing up, there's weird awkward pauses on scene, you don't know where to go with things, this framework will help you. If you're already a seasoned veteran at this, this podcast probably isn't for you. You've already figured out how to run calls, but when you're a brand new EMT, I find that having a framework to start with is very beneficial. And I've realized this not so much from my time in EMS, but more as my time as a PA as I see four or five times the amount of patients I would see per day on the ambulance. I realize there are steps to every patient encounter that's always true. Now, this framework kind of breaks down if you arrive on scene and it's a cardiac arrest or somebody that needs immediate ALS intervention, this framework goes out the window. But this is for the, ma- but this is for the vast majority of calls that you run where the patient's not actively dying and you have to go through these steps. So when you first show up on scene, of course it's safe, you know that, right? That gets beat into your head in EMT school. But the first step is to obtain a history from the patient. You go in, you ask them, why did you call? What is the chief complaint? And then dig into that with the acronym OPQRST. You're just asking them details about it. When did it start? How does it feel? Does it radiate anywhere? Have you ever had it before? And then a brief medical history that's pertinent to that chief complaint. If they're having chest pain, have they ever had a heart attack before? Have they ever had a blood clot before? Get the real fast details on their history. You don't need to know everything that's been going on since 1935. You need to know what's relevant today. Step two, you're doing a focused physical exam. You're not patting them down from head to toe when they called for chest pain. You are doing a chest pain physical exam. You're listening to their lung sounds. Maybe you're listening to their heart tones. Maybe you're palpating their chest to see if they have pain. You're doing a focused physical exam for the chief complaint. If they're having neurologic symptoms, weakness on one side of their body, you're doing a full stroke assessment on them. You don't have to do a head to toe on every single medical patient. Of course, with trauma patients you are, but with the vast majority of calls when they're medical, you do not have to do a head to toe exam. So just keep that in mind. It's a focused physical exam based on their chief complaint. So the third thing you do, the first thing, you get the HPI, get the history from the patient, do a focused physical exam. Then third, you're gonna gather objective data more objective data. And this can be happening simultaneously with all these other steps, but hopefully somebody's getting vital signs. That's objective data. You're maybe checking a glucose based on the chief complaint. Maybe you're checking an EKG, which you should be if they're complaining of chest pain. And you're looking at all that information to make the next decision, which is step number four, the disposition. That's a word we use a lot in the ER. You don't use it as much on the ambulance, but the disposition is what do we do with all this information next? Can this patient stay home? Do we need to take them emergently to the ER? Can a family member drive them? You're using the HPI, the physical exam, and your objective vital signs, EKG, blood sugar, to make that disposition decision. And many times on the ambulance, the most safe option is to take them to the ER in the ambulance. Unless you've got some great objective data that says they're safe to have their family member take them or that they're safe to stay home, which should be the very minority of cases, that's your disposition plan. So to recap real quick, if you're freezing up on scene and you don't know what to do, get all the history from the patient. Ask them all the details about their chief complaint, relevant medical history, relevant meds. Physical exam, do something that's relevant to their chief complaint. If they're having abdominal pain, feel all four quadrants of their abdomen to figure out where they're hurting exactly. Then you're getting vital signs, 12 lead, blood sugar, maybe you're starting IV, maybe you're giving them fluids, 
Maybe you have other treatments you're allowed to do as an EMT like dextrose, Zofran, pain medications. That's the step for that. Step number four, disposition. Are we leaving the patient home? Is a family member driving them or are we taking them to the hospital? Are we taking them to the hospital emergently? If you're taking them emergently, hopefully you were doing all this stuff pretty quickly and maybe doing it while you were en route. Again, all these steps kind of break down if you've got to do an immediate intervention of the patient's in cardiac arrest, significant respiratory distress, you're skipping through them. But on the vast majority of calls where the patient's not dying in front of you, you can do these four steps. I hope you guys find that valuable. If you guys like this brief episode, go over to practicalems.com, join the newsletter so you can be notified for every new episode that pops out. I'm going to send you emails that actually provide value to you, especially if you're a new EMT. We're going to do this new format where we tell stories about emergency medicine to uplift and encourage you, and I think you guys will find it extremely valuable. Of course, go to your favorite podcast player, subscribe, and give a five-star rating and review as that helps a ton. I don't make any money off of this. I just pay money to produce it. So please go check it out, guys. It'll help out a lot.